When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betches Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Better Stuff Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. We've just had a, a four-day break. I mean, you were working last night, of course, on morning announcements, always, always announcing away. But how was your break, Sammy? Did you get to rest a little bit? Oh, my gosh. It was a great break. I didn't rest so much, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, enough, enough. Um, it was, it was very nice. Um, you know, I had my family over. It's interesting because I know our last episode before the break, we talked about like, um, you know, how to deal with your family in politics. And you know, what's so interesting is that, so I would say probably most of my family agrees and are pretty like vocal, you know, at least based on their Facebook posts, but at Thanksgiving, Politics didn't come up once. It's like no one wants to talk about it when you're amongst people who who you know you don't need to convince. It's so true. You know? <laughs> right. There's nothing noteworthy worth talking about. Why would we ever just talk about something we all agree on? Right. Like we're just going to sit here and talk about how right we are. So I wonder if like yeah. the <laughs> I mean, that does sound kind of fun. That's kind of what we do on this podcast. <laughs> But, but you know, there's this is our job. Exactly. So it's like, I mean, maybe it's just that my family has enough drama to cover um, without the yeah. politics. But yeah, I, I think that like the trope of people arguing over pol- like people, political conversations over Thanksgiving actually is sort of invited by the fact that people disagree. Yeah, I, that's true. I also think that this discussion of like your conservative uncle is like a little oversaturated. Like it's a fun content tentpole, like to give you some things to say. But yeah, I mean, as you were talking, like it's it's really because the only people that really do want to talk about politics in that setting, you don't want to talk to pol- about with politics. It's like whenever I'm let me know if this happens to you, but whenever I'm like out, if I go out on like a Friday night to a friend's house and then some random guy I just met is like, says something about a politician or politics, the way I just become overcome with dread. I was like, I just did this for five days. Why? Mm -hmm. And I have to do it again. Why would you possibly bring this up now? So yeah, I think that there's, why don't we just not talk about, there's much more fun things to talk about. It didn't, it never comes up at mine either. Right. Sometimes, I mean, when sometimes people bring up even like in social situations, like a more, let's call it the socially liberal, fiscally conservative mm-hmm. perspective. In those situations, I just like keep my mouth shut and not because it's like, Same. I don't need to fight you here. Like I have the whole internet. You know? <laughs> 
that's true as well. Yeah. Like my thoughts are already out there. I don't need to actually confront you with them. Right. We are arming the rest of you to (laughs) – exactly. You want to know what I – you want to know what we think on this? Why don't you listen to our podcast and listen to this week's ad for a quip toothbrush and then you get to know how I feel. Right. It's also like you follow me on Instagram. You're probably saying it to like see what I'll say. Almost. Yeah, and I'm not oh, saying. Does that do, do? Does that ever happen? Do you feel like? Oh yeah, really? Oh yeah, oh, that's I so just, annoying. I'm like I just sort of like say nothing usually. Yeah, because I don't. You don't want to give them what they want. Because most of the time, it's not someone who's like earnestly interested. They read. They get their information from Bloomberg and CNBC. Like that's the extent yeah. of their news act was like news or the Wall Street right, Journal. Right. You know, it's just like, okay, like we're, we're not going to I get a lot of that your too, whole yeah. world view right now. So mm-hmm. why exactly. why like bait? Why like take this bait? If you think that the stock market does better with Republicans in charge, I am not I'm not in the mood to really explain to you all of the other factors. Uh, and like consider. why? Yeah, sure. The stock market does better. Cool. What about the other right. stuff. The people like, that the people that um had the most important things to say at Thanksgiving dinner were, of course, those of you in Georgia. I did see some some really encouraged. I saw a super viral TikTok. It had like two million views of um, a young woman saying like, "When you have to fly home to vote in Georgia, so that a domestic abuser, <laughs> like absentee father, doesn't become your senator." And it had a lot of comments of people like, "I'm not going to say this publicly, but it had a lot of comments of people being like, I did too.' Like. If you're still active in Georgia and you were home for Thanksgiving, honestly, that's it didn't occur to me at the time, but that is probably exactly why they tried to ban the voting that day because they knew like the young voters are home for the holidays. And you you saw those lines, Sammy, they turned out. Oh, right. And I mean, you don't think they wanted to ban voting because it they wanted to honor Robert E. Lee's birthday? <laughs> they love him so much. It's so funny that it's like it's not even the man's birthday. It was like a deferred holiday. It was like basically they just wanted Black Friday off. And the best excuse you came up with to take Black Friday off was Robert E. Lee's birthday. Just call it like Capitalist Day. Just (laughs) just lean in. Call it Free Market Adam Smith Day. Free Market Friday. (laughs) Free Market Friday. I was thinking like Black Friday sounds so bad because when you think about it, there was also like box – yeah, right. But like Black Friday wasn't Black Tuesday like the stock market. It just sounds like yeah. bad. It does sound bad. It's overall it's overall negative. I mean, I realized this. I realized I really had an impulse shopping buying like issue this Black Friday because like genuinely like if I want something, I buy it for myself. I I I'm pretty good at like not desiring like incredibly like within reason, but I mama consumes. If I want something on Amazon, I'm I'm getting it. I'm getting right. it. And I definitely uh that was that was clarifying for me on Friday when I was like, I have I don't have everything I desire, but like within reason, like all that little bullshit, I just buy it. Whereas if I had waited, I guess I could I could have uh, I could have spared giving as much to Bezos. Right. No, I also space penis. Yeah, I like didn't do much Amazon shopping. Maybe that was dumb. Um, but I I bought some stuff, and now I'm like, maybe I don't really need the things I bought. You know what? I did buy a few things, and I canceled it. It was sometimes I, I am overcome I with reason, them. and doesn't it feel so good when you're it like, does. you're like, I just earned money. Yeah, and it also because it's like you did fulfill. This is pathological, but like I fulfilled right. the need for a thing. I I gave myself permission, and then I was empowered to like actually decide if I needed it. This is all. None of this is healthy because I'm not a returner. So once you realize, like, no, you can cancel in order. I mean, it is healthy, I think, because in uh, most of history, if you wanted to at- obtain something, you had to like do a lot more than we have to do now right, to true. get it. 
And the fact that like everything in the world is actually now available to us in like five clicks is actually kind of wild. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just just insane when you think about Fewer. it. Like, I mean, anything. you can go to buy now on Amazon. The buy now yeah. button kills me. I don't you even have to add don't to cart. Even, you also don't even need to have the money. Like you could just True. put it on a credit card. You know what <laughs> I mean? you can like, pay like, over six months. Right. Exactly. Like it's just sort of For an urban outfitter's wild. throw. So I actually think it's – I did do – I bought something really dumb from Urban Outfitters and I canceled half the order. Speaking mm-hmm. of cancel orders, I was like, oh my God, Avi cannot know that I – he can't get this box. Like he can't see it and like you – know. I mean I'm sure – yeah. I definitely feel a, a stronger sense of a, of responsibility now that I know I could, can simply cancel an order and then it is not in my home and then I bring it to Goodwill or feel bad about it for like two more months. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Okay, I guess we spent enough time avoiding some of our more challenging subjects for the day, which are anti-Semitism and uh, child sex abuse images in high fashion ads. So Trump pre-gamed his Thanksgiving meal with a dinner with Nick Fuentes and Kanye West. Do you know what was on the menu, Sammy? Jews. It was oh, us. Oh, God. Definitely. <laughs> if um, you're not at the some, table, you're on, you're the, on menu. the menu. As they I love say. that. I love that saying. You know, I they, they had like brisket and potato knishes. And- <laughs> no. 
No, no, bagels I don't think locks. so. I'm no. sure Ivanka walked by and she was like, I just can't even with this, with this right Did now. They? But okay, whatever. I'm, I can't even talk about her. I don't want to waste our precious time. Do you want to summarize it or do you, yeah, you should just yeah, summarize, let's summarize it. it but start. also okay. we probably read various summaries. So I'm curious what stuck up to you as well. So this, okay, this guy, this kid, this, this kid was born in 1998. That was what? actually the number one thing that stuck out to me. Like yeah. you have this 76 year old Donald Trump, you have Kanye West and they're hanging out with a 24-year-old, like, at Mar-a-Lago. I just – the whole yeah. thing strikes me as so bizarre. It, I said this in the morning announcements. It's like if Biden were to have a serious dinner companion in Dixie D'Amelio. Like, it just mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. It The fact that he's so young is what actually makes it so fucking weird because why would you be with this person if not for some deep ideological or strategic reason, which is the exact reason that everyone was so mad that he was there? And Mm -hmm. like, who is Kanye hanging out with? He goes from like – Kanye, this is a 45-year-old man. For, I mean, even like the age, like he goes from hanging out with like the highest profile A-list celebrities and fashion people – to this 24-year-old Nazi? <laughs> yeah. How Exactly. How did they meet? How did they connect? I mean, does Kanye just have somebody? It must yeah. be the DMs or from like Steve Bannon. One, okay, I think it probably was Wentis has said in February on his like little show or like a live stream of whatever, he said, I'm just like Hitler. Like this kid is actually a Nazi. He's like glorifies. Truly. He's the worst of the worst. I mean, this is why if you have not come across him, because he is so bad that he has been deplatformed from a lot of the things that are not even good about deplatforming people. I mean, literally Wikipedia describes him as an American white supremacist, political commentator, and live streamer, but just live streamer because he's not allowed on YouTube anymore. But yeah, I just yeah. what what could have happened to you in just 24 years on this planet where you hate Jews? so much. And I was asking you this this morning. It's like, do these people, are they just trying to get a Do they authentically not believe that the Holocaust happened? He does this thing where he put on this whole performance where he like made an allegory between like the Holocaust and like making cookies. It, it's terrible. And then and then he said that he was just being ironic. But if you read other things he said, he says that like we have to always be ironic so that we can have plausible deniability. So that's sort of like his whole thing. I wonder if he really sort of – I was going to say if he sort of heralded this, but it's kind of like a 10-year-old, 10-year-old trend and he would have been 14. Yeah. No. Elon Musk does that. That's his totally. kind of – they all sort of like adopt. They're like, oh, that worked. That worked mm. when he when he put it this – You know, mm-hmm. that is definitely a thing. I think that it's – in, in general, it's really hard to pin down any person's motivations for any one thing at any one time. Like sometimes you're, you know, anyone can have a goal and at any one point it's like you are doing it out of altruism or you're doing it to make money or you're doing it to yeah. because you care about a particular person or you're doing it for like the glory. I'm sure this guy, and I mean, he does not have a fully developed frontal lobe yet. He's 24. Yeah. He probably through some combination of like lack of empathy and like potential psychopathy plus the fact that he grew up in the age of social media he realized that this is a lucrative and attention grabbing yeah. way to be some people love negative attention like this is just who this person is and whether it's like Jews in particular or just that this is such a an effective niche that he's found for himself. Mm -hmm. 
People used to say the same thing about Hitler. Like he didn't really hate the Jews. He just like thought they were right. good. It's like it doesn't fucking matter because mm-hmm. if you whether you, you like do it because you really hate the Jews, yeah, or the impact is the same. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously, Donald Trump was incredibly taken with this 24-year-old man. So there was sort of like a lot over the weekend. Like, was Nick Fuentes at the dinner? Did he stop by the dinner? I'm not really sure why it matters. Like, he clearly was there and interacted with the president for some, with the former president for some period of time. Yeah, so, and and it's a it's first of all a private club owned by Donald Trump. No one's going if he doesn't isn't okay with them being there. No one's approaching his table. No one is going in his right. presence, also because he has Secret Service, without his approval. So the idea that this is like some run-in is just patently ridiculous. This whole episode is a lot of people with a lot of power being like, we had no idea. We had no control over what happened. He was no, just- No, no one does He was have just con- there. Here's the thing. No one does have control except Donald Trump, which is why it's really easy to pin down who's responsible. Yeah. So reporting was characterized the meeting as Fuentes like really laying it on thick with Trump, like citing statistics and certain like speech lines, just really going over the top trying to flatter him. He was telling Trump that his supporters liked it better when he was more candid and off the cuff, which of course Trump loved to hear. And apparently he was telling everybody there like, oh, you know, my advisors want me to read from teleprompters. They say it's more converse- or presidential. And Kanye also commented on the meeting afterwards saying that Trump was very impressed with Fuentes. But I've also heard that like Trump and Kanye, yay, were like not getting along at the meeting for a certain period. So what I had read was that Kanye is running for president. He announced his run in 2024. And it sounds like Trump said something like – or or Kanye like invited him to be his running mate. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, like, no one would vote. And Kanye, they got in a fight. Yeah. And then Kanye was, like, tweeting in praise of, like, Ron DeSantis over the weekend. Uh, Some of this shit is literally, like, I was like, did I dream that? Like, you know, when your dreams, your dreams just jumble up all the things in your head. So there are genuinely times where I am, I am not sure what happened. Right. I'm not sure, like, what I read and what. No, I read that, too. That mirrors what Bye. Yeah. Right. 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 What? What has? What has stuck? But word did you, on the. Did sh- you know there was a West Wing marathon th- on this weekend, and it was just like brutal to watch the comparison between like what was a big deal then, and what and like like Kanye West tweeting about Ron DeSantis in two thousand and four would be just a whole weekend, not just like one part oh my God. of the headline. Yeah, I think I'm in the market for a for a West Wing rewatch. I just started a Good Fight rewatch. You haven't watched that, have you? I haven't, but now I'm gonna have to add it to my list. It's a great um, tableau of like the last six years. I think it just ended, and I actually need to watch the last two seasons. But it starts basically like the night Trump's elected, or maybe the day that he is inaugurated, and they just sort of work in all of the storylines of his presidency. Cool. And it's much easier to watch in hindsight, like knowing that like he lost and these things are a little different now. Yeah, you would really love it. It's it's like very cozy too. You'll love Diane. Cozy, the best. I don't know why. It's just because they're in like a very expensive office building in very expensive clothes, and there's just something that feels very warm about it. You know, I you know that for me is yeah really. It makes feels the show expensive. Good. <laughs> Good. But then also it's like we gotta we gotta take down the bad police. <laughs> okay, good. That's yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> taking down bad shit from the most expensive setting possible. Yes, right, right. <laughs> and also taking advantage of every a Black Friday sale. Yeah. So I mean, after this meeting, people freaked out, of course. And I'll tell you, I was even a little bit like 
the anti-Semitism continues to escalate, but I still, people are like, oh, wow, Trump, like it's, people are still saying Trump really took it too far this time. And are they saying that because why are they saying that? And is it like, I'm trying to think of a couple of weeks ago, John Stewart remarked on the, I'm going to a lot of places now, remarked on the Dave Chappelle SNL monologue, which had weird anti-Semitism in it. Yeah. And he one. kind of defended Dave Chappelle by saying like, don't talk about whether anti-Semitism is norm- is going to be normalized. Like it is normalized. And we have to just like operate from that perspective. Do you agree with that? Or like, are we still in a point where if we continue to say this is really fucking bad and everybody on social media says this is bad, we can't do this. Like, is that going to stop? I don't know. It's like, I don't want to fall into, I don't, I don't like that I didn't feel surprised by this. And I was surprised by even prominent Jews that supported him were like, well, this is where I draw the line. I don't really like, there's always someone who's going to be the one to say Trump went too far, but he's going to keep going. Like there's never, if you notice, like there's never really this critical mass. And like a week ago, two weeks ago, Trump, we were saying was marginalized because people rejected all his candidates. And now he's Mm -hmm. like, he and Kanye and Elon are all in this like arms race of for attention. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing revolves around him again, regardless of whether people don't believe his candidates can make it. And like DeSantis is like kind of barely, you know, he's just like his name's sort of being whipped around, but not in any sort of controlled or purposeful way. Mm -hmm. And okay, but to the anti-Semitism of it all, I didn't agree with Jon Stewart. I thought that- He also said the censorship isn't the answer just for the added context. Yeah, yeah. I mean- Also, I don't agree with, yeah. Censorship is such like a straw man that gets built- Anytime any like convert, you know, there's a conversation that people want to continue to have, even yeah. if it's potentially dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, think yeah. that, or your friend is having it. Yeah. Right. What I honestly felt in the Dave Chappelle monologue and the difference between that and Kanye, but here's the thing they all exist to sort of reinforce each other, re- reinforce each other in the yeah. minds of the public. Yeah. Dave Chappelle actually employed like the typical anti-Semitic tropes, but he did it from like an intellectual perspective almost. I didn't think his thing was particularly funny. I thought it was sort of just like a – yeah, you could read it almost like an audio book. Totally, um, yeah. And he was sort of like intellectualizing anti-Semitic tropes with – the difference between anti-Semitism and just hatred for Jews mm-hmm. is the narrative. This narrative of Jews controlling the world and having like – all this extra power, despite them being such a small group of people, that is an anti-Semitic trope that is like unique to just the random belief that you just dislike Jews, Mm -hmm. which is what Kanye is capitalizing on, which is like the lack of knowledge of Jews. Mm. Dave Chappelle, on the other hand, is like, yeah, you guys all know Jews and like, look what they're like. And like, Look what I look what's like true about them. Mm -hmm. And so it sort of provides the intellectual follow-up for the, like, instinctual hatred that Mm -hmm. people like Kanye and Nick Fuentes draw up, mostly from people who have, like, no experience with actual Jews. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my take on both. But, like, ultimately, they're both – it's not like, oh, one caused the other. Like, they're both okay for a third reason, which is that Donald Trump opened the floodgates of hatred in America. Yes. Yeah. I I think that's so smart. And also, like, just – Referencing anti-Semitism 
and and um, generalizing about Jews is just it's never harmless. It's never harmless. That can just be the rule. And I don't understand why it's same with same with trans people and people from lots of marginalized identities. Like if you're not in that identity, it is not harmless to make generalizations and, and joke about them. But yeah, that's really interesting to think about how these things like sort of like interact and kind of like reinforce each other, even without necessarily meaning to. And that's why they're totally because so because you that's how you get a whole society to turn against. Um, and that's what's actually yes. been – that's what's kind of always been unique about Jews. And Jews were not – like, yes, Jews have been through the pogroms, but they've also, in pre-World War II Germany, were like the height of cultural, you know, importance. Mm-hmm. Like, Jews were very wealthy, very much successful in the zeitgeist as they are now. So you can't – it's hard to get, like, a populist – both populist – a populist response and like an elitist response mm. to a, a certain group. And I think that that is actually what both of these people serve to function as. Mm-hmm. Kanye's right. kind of an yeah. interesting bridge because he's like both pop, you know, he's an artist, well, like widely recognized as a very good one. And then he also sort of serves as this like populist with like a racial mm-hmm. – um, like lightning rod attached. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, when you thinking about it, it's like when when Dave Chappelle says in an SNL monologue, like you know, we all know that Jews run Hollywood, right? In that setting, in a particular time, that seems harmless. It's like, hi, yeah, we all know that. But say tides fucking change, and then the elite turns against Jews. It's like, well, it's like we're always saying they run this place, right? And it's like, right. And then you have an excuse to take away power, like yeah. legally or. However, because mm-hmm. oh, they run it, so we need to equalize, and all then it th- then all these sort of arguments start to intersect at whatever level, and like the idea that like Jews quote unquote run Hollywood, like nobody runs anything, even right. the president doesn't run the government, like everything in this world is made up by cohorts yeah. of management. Like also, who cares? It's just Hollywood. <laughs> Because <laughs> I get, I get why. Because yeah. would you want, would you want the evangelicals running Hollywood? No, I like, would not. Because you know? they, yes, because they're they're running Hollywood and then they're using entertainment to manipulate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, historically, we don't need to go why into Jews have been um, shoehorned into certain professions. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, right. That's the thing. Like, if Dave Chappelle had been like, you know, because um, we all know Jews run Hollywood. Because of the historical context where they couldn't get hired anywhere else. But he did not say that. He was that just would be like, so it's funny okay. on SNL. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this man, we said this on the last episode, but like he literally was there after the midterms, and that's what he, he decided to talk about. When it comes to the plant based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E 
F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. We'll spend a few more minutes on uh, Kanye's ex-wife. These two are always uh, in our politics podcast, but somehow I like mercifully missed this headline over the weekend about the Balenciaga ad. I think that outlets very quickly, like the New York Post was page six is the only place that I saw publish the ads. They're pretty, just like they're so clearly, have you seen them? They're so clearly no. disturbing to me. I so, didn't see them ugh. because I just like hate anything in the realm of BDSM. Like, this. <laughs> No, I oh child oh, sex abuse. Images. I thought it was of like course. child sex abuse. Like I didn't I don't know. I get so No, I no, kind of skip this. They're one. icky to look at. And I would not look at them, especially if you if you have kids, because yeah, it's just it's just what you need to know is that it's there's no um I mean, there's no crime being committed in them, I'll say, just so you feel better about it. Okay. But it's so undeniable that this is so wrong uh, to put kids in this situation. And because we know that people Use Can you these explain images. it? Yes. Can you explain yes, the situation. Yes. Yeah. Balenciaga published a holiday ad campaign. Basically, it has pictures of kids and they're carrying – this is hard to understand because they're carrying purses shaped like teddy bears. I was like, are they carrying teddy bears or purses? No. They're purses shaped like teddy bears and the teddy bears are wearing bondage. And I think there are other sort of like pieces of like BDSM detritus surrounding the kids. They're they're fully clothed. They're, they don't have any expression on their face. Um, that's kind of what makes it even creepier. So like, yeah, they're just holding these. If you didn't know it was a purse, you would just think it – you would be like, what the fuck is this? The photographer, this guy is like um, from National Geographic and he takes apparently a lot of pictures of like like nice pictures of kids in their immediate setting with their toys. And I guess they thought this would be like a fun way, fun way to do that. He's like, this isn't my fault. I showed up. I lit them and I took the pictures. I guess he he didn't raise the alarm. Didn't didn't occur to him. The company isn't explaining how this happened, but they have simply apologized. So for this one, they're like, that should not have happened. They're not really saying how it did. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is not the only reference to child sex abuse images in a Balenciaga campaign this like month. Are these Someone big else? are these yeah. purses for sale? Like these yes. bear purses? I think so. I think they're for sale. I mean, because because Balenciaga, they're the ones with like the Lay's bag clutch. Like it's all so this is all just so I don't even stupid know what that is. high fashion can be. I don't like yeah. Balenciaga personally. No. I never have, so convenient. <laughs> I mean, this is just really gratifying where it's like I don't have it's anything Dolce vibe. and Gabbana, and I don't have anything Balenciaga, and now I'm even happier yeah. not to. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if you could find them. I mean, I'm I'm not. It's not. It's not my. I vibe. do. I used to like when they had the Balenciaga, and it looked like the Bernie campaign or something. But like, oh, and, but that's like the Bernie campaign that you're yes, liking, exactly. So someone also discovered that there's like in another ad for just a purse. It's like a black purse. There's um, a bunch of pictures. There's just a bunch of papers on spread around it. And one of them is the Supreme Court decision on child sex abuse imagery laws. That's How? even weirder. That's even weirder. That's so, so intentional because like who knows what that Exactly. Is. So with regard to that one, they're like, 
we're suing. This is bad. We didn't authorize this. They say they're suing the production company and the set designer for $25 million. Everyone at Balenciaga is acting like they had nothing to do with what happened with the paper and that they're like, it got slipped in or something. And the production company made reckless additions to the photo shoot without the brand's knowledge. So they're suing for, again, $25 million in light of the false association made between their brand and the sex abuse images. Sammy and our listeners who have ever worked with a client or on any any big important thing that's going out, I refuse to believe like that you did not see like somebody could have stopped all of this. Like, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Like, they might have given them, sure, maybe they gave them like a lot of free reign to, you know, work off a mood board or something. Yeah. But like you would think that they would have examined the images heavily. Um before selecting what would become public. So they must have known what the images were going to be. So I don't really see how they can then afterwards sue the designer or the set designer or whoever came up with this when they are the ones who decided to distribute the images. Mm -hmm. So that's what's first confusing to me. Second is – I don't know. Like, why do they think that this is like interesting or edgy? It just this is the image, and I guess that the Supreme Court document is like in all of those pictures, or I'm sorry, in all of those papers. Obviously, our audience can't see this, but like, I don't know. I, it just seems so intentional. It just, I, I guess, I can. I, I don't know. Like, I don't. I know that brands look really closely, but are they supposed to look at all the words on every page? Like, I do think it's reasonable to assume that a set designer isn't sneaking in really weird suggestions about child sex abuse into your ad. I'm just very curious who was no one from Balenciaga physically present on set. Was was there not like one person who was aware? Maybe it was like a dumb coordinator who just like wasn't paying that close attention. But then why did the set design – like why that? Like you printed that out. But that isn't just laying around. Yeah. And it just – That's true. Well, they say that they got it from like a prop house or something. But like – Okay, but I don't know. I I actually do think I take back what I said before. I do think that if you're Balenciaga, like it should have been somebody's job to look at every single prop. That seems reasonable. That is something that you. Would I couldn't do. really. I couldn't really see the papers in the photo you just put up to the screen, so I can't see how like clear it is. Maybe it was from a prop house. I feel like this all this all fed into this whole like save the children thing. Yeah, where it's like, why would you put these weird things in there? I don't know. I see how maybe it was like a mistake, but it just seems weird also given the – Oh, my God. Wait. Okay. No. It's a different picture. It's a different picture. Uh, and this one, it's pretty obvious. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is – Yeah. The, that's – they're the background. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is pretty obvious and somebody definitely should have seen this or this was intentionally put there. Like this – this I can't – I'll, we'll post can, the image, but like you can imagine an intern being like, did anyone look at what that paper says? Are we sure we want any- that there? Right. Do you have any thoughts on why this might be the boundary they decided to push? If they did this intentionally? Yeah. Or they no. they allowed. Well, I guess it's also bizarre because it's hard to tell like were I I was not able to determine or confirm like if these two campaigns were linked in any way, if they it doesn't seem like it was the same photographer, but is um, it or the same, same season? Uh, yeah. Then yeah, they're linked. I think so. They have to be linked. Or no, it's not. It's spring 2023 and then like holiday. Okay, so but it does seem like there's like some creep That's very there. sketchy. It's very weird and they have some things to figure out. You know what would be helpful? If someone would like 
not, I don't want to say whistleblow, but like go on the record yeah. about whatever really happened. We're here. <laughs> We're here. You can I'm so curious. The thing is, I mean, I would be happy to believe that this was a terrible, terrible oversight with the Supreme Court document, but not after they found it right after the other thing that they admit was not like an oversight. Like it was somebody's idea and people said that's a good idea and they moved forward with it and executed it in public. Well, these are the these are the teddy bear bags. Those are those ones. And those are the ones the that are those worse are- because like pervert like pedophiles use those. But aren't the kids like not really yeah, but they're still like the like they're like the the teddy bears are dressed in like harnesses. Oh, yeah, and there's like a dog bowl on the set. It's oh, that's gross. really creepy. It's very it's, disturbing. See, here's the thing with that. That's like suggestive and creepy. But would you get kicked off the internet for that? Like if you, if you're just a regular person, you know, right? Right. So right. is that illegal? I don't know. Is no, it gross no, but and it's suggestive. Gross, and yes. I just like who were you trying to get to buy your stuff? why did you think this was subversive? It's just like when you think about like, was there, whenever there's racially problematic stuff or gender problematic stuff, it's like, was there not a, was there not a single parent in that, in that room? But obviously don't buy shit from Balenciaga. You know, I could never really understand why, I could never really pinpoint why Balenciaga like was not my taste. And the mm-hmm. fact that this is like something that they're just doing. It was like, le- as lurking. If it's, yeah. As if it's like, a normal but I don't even get why people as if buy it's it makes sense for the brand yeah and I mean obviously when you're talking about Balenciaga yeah. the brand you're talking about Kim Kardashian she took a couple days to respond and has basically been like you know not mincing words I mean kind of mincing words She's like this is not acceptable like I can't believe they did this I wanted to wait to respond because I wanted more information and she says she's reevaluating her relationship with them I don't really know what she has to evaluate other than like how she's going to pay her bills without them I mean Again, She'll if you look at these images, if any parent were to look at these images, uh, it's just very like I don't know how you could ever do anything with that company again, like with that failure of judgment. Like those kids, like they're already out there, and those kids are now have now been put in that situation. Like, and this is known, you know, like people know this about TikTok and social media that like you can't you can't put you got to be careful with pictures of kids or at least know what you're doing and. Ugh, it's gross. I don't think it's probably known by the decision makers at Balenciaga. They don't I guess care. not. I guess not. You need like, fucking you need like a sensitivity person in every department. Every They don't seem like the type of company that would like listen to the intern either. Yeah, I mean they just and they just entered that's true. And they just ended their partnership with Kanye, didn't they? Yeah. 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 They did. Whatever. Ugh. Hopefully we will not be talking about Kim Kanye or Elon Musk <laughs> tomorrow. Or Trump. <laughs> or Trump. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Betches.